welcome back to the Highly Speed of Sports Podcast. My name's Andrew. We're here with my co-host Garrett. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We have a Thanksgiving-themed episode a little bit today. We're bringing back the random rankings that we did throughout the offseason. Other than that, we have our our daily or our weekly Flaming Five wins of the week, a little bit of matchup recap, and a little bit of a, another ranking of, of some first contract players that we'd like to get into. I am incredibly close to waving the white flag on the Flaming Five wins of the week. I don't know what's wrong. I can't pick a goddamn game to save my life this year. Yeah, the thing is, like, you... Spoiler, Garrett picked the Vikings to lose last week. Well, all night, all day yesterday was rooting for the Vikings to win. Well, so. you know, Saturday night hits, and I'm like, I wish we could make these picks on Saturday night because I honestly feel better. I, I feel like I have a better sense of what's going to happen the day before, not a week in advance. And I think that's what's killing me. Yeah, I, I mean, it's good for you. Because I, I how many times on Saturday did I tell you I think the Vikings are going to win this game? Well, yeah, we were at the casino trying to make bets, which we didn't make any, by the way. Thank God. And Garrett's like, I just don't like the Packers to beat the Vikings. And then he's like, I'm like, all right, well, what do I you like? I talked you off of that. Yeah, right? he's like, I was like, what do you like? He's like, nothing. He's like, there isn't a single game. And this has been three weeks now that neither one of us have made bets on the NFL because just nothing has looked like it's going to work out in the ways that we think it will. And we've been right. There aren't there hasn't been a single parlay in my mind that I've thought of making that, that would work. The last bet I made was the, the Lions beating the Steelers. And Well, I had that shitty one where I got the Patriots game right. I got the Steelers game right, and then I had to I picked the Raiders over the Chiefs because it's like, hey, if the Raiders are any good, they have to win this game. And of course, the Chiefs show up and score forty two points, and it's like, I, I you just can't get anything right this year. The Chiefs have killed me all season long; like they have basically taken my money and run with it. It's just it's nuts. <laughs> what a weird NFL season. We thought last year was weird, no fans. Like, and last year was weird. Some weird but, outcomes. Like last year was weird. But it wasn't consistently weird. Like you'd have a weird game where the Bucks would lose to, the Bucks game last year against the Saints, where they lose like thirty-eight to three, and it's like, well, what the hell was that? I thought Tom Brady was the goat, and then okay, it ends up, yep, Tom Brady wins Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, like everything finished fine. And then every week this year, we have six games that make absolutely no sense. Seventeen you, games this year, I don't get it. Is that like in? Do you think that's in the players' heads at all? It's it's. I don't know how it would. Like, me as a fan who's just, like, I think about things, I think probably way more than players do with different outcomes of different games because especially throughout the entire year, not with, like, oh, this, this, and this that needs to happen for us to clinch playoffs. And, and like, I, I sometimes forget that there's an extra game. So I don't understand how these players are, could, like, be so in their heads about, oh, we have an extra game, we can take one game off. But we Garrett and I were talking before the podcast. There isn't a single division other than the NFC South that is pretty much locked up by a team to win. And, like, the Buccaneers are, they'd be, what, three games up if they beat the Giants tonight in the entire division? If they win tonight, I believe they're three games up. Yeah. yeah. NFC North, the Vikings just beat the Packers. So the Packers are no longer, like, locked in to win that division anymore. The NFC East, I mean, the Cowboys are kind of a lock, but if they keep losing... If the Cowboys lose two more games and one of them to the Eagles, and the Eagles basically win out, like, they're going to the Eagles will win the division. Yeah, NFC West it's between the Cardinals and the Rams. AFC North there's not a single favorite. All of those teams are having really bad games recently. AFC East the Patriots just took first place in that division with the Bills we'll, losing to the Colts. We'll talk about that. Yeah, uh, the Bills are miraculously a team that can't beat any team over 500, other than the Chiefs when they were at their worst this year. 
The AFC South, uh, the Titans don't have Derrick Henry, looked good for two weeks, and now look absolutely horrendous. And the Colts are two playoff, lo- two overtime losses away from being the hottest team in football. But still have to play the Bucks next week and the Patriots yeah. three weeks from now. And it's and like, the so, AFC West is anybody's game. That right. entire division is close. Like, the Colts could come off that win against the Bills and then lose two of their next three. Like, they could easily do that. It wouldn't even be a, I wouldn't even be shocked by it. Like it's 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 almost like we you mentioned waving the white flag on the flame five wins of the week. We almost just let's wave the white flag on the NFL season. Let's get into NHL now. I, I the NBA is is kind of nothing. It's really boring. I've watched a few games. Oh, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. For, yeah, I think the NBA season's actually been really good this year. I've only watched a few games. Um, there's not a lot to look forward to when you're a Thunder fan right now, other than Josh Giddy doing well and potentially winning Rookie of the Year. I'm telling you, just switch your team, man. Um, you get a one time in your life. No team switch. You get that. No, I will save that for when I'm really at my lowest. Um, when you're like 65 and you desperately need a team to root for. Yeah. To keep you alive. Yeah. So I feel that. Let's just go to NHL. Let's talk about the Seattle Kraken, my new favorite NHL team, because I, I've never gotten into hockey. I mean, I can open this with a Bruins conversation. No, I'm good. I'm feeling really. I, good I wouldn't about be. The I can't. I honestly, I can't name a lot of hockey players to begin with. So that's probably something that we should not do. Um, All right, let's. Let's jump into some recap. Yeah, let's do the Steelers-Chargers game first. Let's start with the Sunday Night Football. So we're watching that game last night, and I am i do not like to root for the Steelers whatsoever. I consistently root against them. Neither do I, honestly. they drive me nuts. Can your stupid team just go away? Can they go away? <laughs> like, the Chargers did everything they could last night to let you guys win the game, and in the end, it ends with Ben getting sacked 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I just... There comes a point in every Steelers fan's life where they realize for a split second that let's just toss the entire franchise into the sun. Like, it, let's never think about it again. Everybody gets a new, fresh team to pick for, for football, and, and that's that. Um, Like, our, our entire coaching staff has just been bad. Matt Canada is not making the plays, the play calls that we need to be made. Mike Tomlin, I don't even know if he really wants to be there. After trying to the Lions last week... And then our entire offensive our, our offensive unit is just not capable of doing much. Najee Harris can't run behind the line because it's not Alabama anymore. He's more of a receiving back. And Big Ben sometimes looks like Big Ben from eight years ago and then looks like an incompetent quarterback, Blake Bortles-esque. Yeah, I'm going to give guy. him some credit. You know, it's funny you said Blake Bortles because Blake Bortles was the Big Ben comp when he came out. But I'm going to give Ben some credit. He made... I think I counted four throws last night. Two of them were to Deontay Johnson. One was to Claypool. And I think one was to Ray Ray on the sideline. Yeah, I think Ray Ray had like an out route. And it was I, I was like, oh, that's a really slick throw by Ben. And I'm like, okay, that's the big Ben from seven years ago, basically. And then he would throw receivers short. Yeah, that's and the Ben that if you see over the past five years consistently, you and I never have the conversation of if Big Ben is a Hall of Famer or not. Like – there was that picked up flag at the end of the game on the they were going to call pass interference, but then they talked about it. and They're like, oh, the ball was uncatchable. It's like if he just throws that ball in front of the receiver, it's a pass interference. They're on the four yard. line. Well, earlier in the it, game. Right. He, he threw, threw it, it to Chase Claypool. Easy touchdown under threw him and Chase Claypool's on the five. And I believe we kick a field goal on yeah, that drive. Kick a field goal on that drive. And it's like so two throws right there. He doesn't under throw his receiver. You're probably talking about at least one touchdown and probably. Well, you might have scored a second touchdown, honestly. And that's probably a one game. Right, you you win the game. But where everything is lacking for us, where we're missing T.J. Watt, Joe Hayden, and Mika Fitzpatrick, the Steelers have never had a special teams unit, and now all of a sudden in 2021 the Steelers have a special team with two blocked punts, 
for one of them was for an instant touchdown. The other one was just a, a I think a five yard check down to Pat Fireman for a touchdown. Who's your returner? Raymond McLeod. I, I really like him as a returner. He's he's pretty good. Chris Boswell all of a sudden is Steven Gostowski from like five years ago where he doesn't miss. Like I used to pick on Chris Boswell all the time. Like this guy is one of the worst kickers in the league. And now all of a sudden he doesn't miss. It's like every time he lines up for something. Oh, yeah, that's going in for 45. No problem. That's a chip shot for him. That's a, like it's about time. And then so like what are we supposed to think of the Chargers after last night? Congratulations, you beat a Steelers team without two of without their two best players. Let's just call it what it is. TJ yeah. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick are your two best players. And I mean, you can close. say whatever you want about Joe Hayden, but our corners are really bad anyway. So missing him is just right. Like, but like the Mike Williams touchdown at the end of the uh, game, yeah. that does not happen if Minka's in the game because if you're in cover three, Minka's going to know where to be in that situation. Yeah. But you have a backup safety in the game because your best player is not available and. Mike Williams is suddenly streaking down well, the sideline. And the problem, on problem with that, too, is Joe Hayden's probably on that side of the field as well and doesn't get beat because the corners haven't been jumping on the routes. Like Justin Herbert said at the post-game interview, he's like, we saw we saw that cornerback jumping on that out all game. We just decided to use him in the fourth quarter for an easy touchdown. And I want to say, okay, well, that's just not how that works, but I believe it because our corners are that no, bad. I definitely – so I went back and rewatched the game because I missed part of it. And they definitely were jumping routes. And the Mike Williams on the sideline thing, they ran that play like four or five times throughout the game. And every single time, he was basically wide open. And it, I think they just were like, okay, well, we're going to use that when we need it because it's going to be perfect. And, and it like missing these players shows the Steelers' defense's weaknesses. Devin Bush, who was supposed to be a great middle linebacker, isn't shedding blocks at all to get to runners. He isn't tackling very well. There was a there was a uh, I saw a clip on Twitter from the Lions game where he had the guy wrapped up and then just let him go. It's like, well, you were supposed to be a great middle linebacker for us, this this next-gen guy to, to beef, up, beef up our defense. And what are you doing? You're not shedding blocks. You're not doing anything to help us. Our best player on the on our defense yesterday was a special Cam teams Hayward. guy. No, it was Cam well, it was Hayward. Ken Hayward and then Miles Killebrew. was wrecking people last yeah, night. and Miles Killebrew. Yeah. Like, those two guys. And one of those was a special team guy, so you know, it's, you know that's bad. So, and on our offense, like, Pat Fryermuth suddenly isn't involved in the game after fumbling, which is okay. Punish him a little bit. But Eric Ebron? Why, why him? Chase Claypool? Hey, 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 Eric Ebron scored a touchdown. You back off. All right. That's fine. So did Pat Fryermuth. I'm not mad. But I mean, we lost. We just we can't figure shit out. But all of this is just going against what the Chargers did because they only lost by four. They only won by four points. Like, yeah. You well, I mean, let's, let's go through it. So what, what was there? Nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and the Chargers get a punt blocked. Recovered on the three. Yeah, and it's it goes like, for a touchdown. It's like, okay, well, that's the most Chargers thing possible. I think I even texted you that. I'm like, the Chargers are literally turning back into the Chargers. They're doing exactly what they do. And then on the very next drive, Justin Herbert throws the ball into the back of his lineman's head, and it goes up into the air, and it's in the lap of a Steelers player. And it's like, wow, that's Phillip Rivers from the last 17 years. Like, it's, That's Phillip Rivers to a fucking T, kid's show. And then they go for it. On fourth and, what, half an inch, basically? Yeah. And, and I don't have a problem with them going for it there. But if you're going to run up the middle, Austin Eckler's not your guy. Like, I love Austin Eckler. I love him. Fantasy guy. I love him. He's a great player. I, I think Austin Eckler is a really underrated player in the league. Put Larry Roundtree in the game and just be the sledgehammer or, if you're going to run it. Or, hmm, Justin Herbert's got 93 yards of rushing. Maybe try that. You know, like, he can't get an inch up the middle, quarterback sneak. I'm sitting there watching the game, almost rooting against my team. Like, I'm watching the Chargers line up, and I'm like, what What are they doing? 
Do they want to lose this game? They haven't been able to stop us when we're not in scoring position already. And here they are going for it. They don't get it. And I'm like, oh, great. Now my blood pressure is spiking because the Steelers are actually in this game and I have to watch the entire thing. And I'm sitting there the entire time. I'm like, I'm going to have to deal with Andrew tomorrow. They're going to come back in this game and I'm going to have to deal with his stupid ass because I've been talking shit to you. Because I'm like, oh, your team sucks. You guys are terrible. You have four losses and a goddamn tie with the Lions. Like, can you guys please go away? Just go away. Be done. Can your season be over? You guys have some tough games coming up. If you can chalk us up to an 8-8 eight and eight record, 8-8 eight, eight and 1, I, no, I'll be, <laughs> I know, I'll you be guys happy. are going to go 8-8, eight and eight, and then I'm going to have to hear out, Mike Tomlin never has a losing record. <laughs> yeah, great. You went 8-8 eight, eight and 1. Congratulations. What the? Can, okay, the losing record thing drives me nuts because you guys say that all the time. In all the seasons that he hasn't won the Super Bowl, which is one time, and he made another Super Bowl, okay, what has he actually done with these non-losing seasons? <laughs> Absolutely jack shit. They haven't won a playoff game since 2016. And they have horrible losses in the postseason since then. I, I'm just saying, you know, it, call it what it is. But anyways, let's move on. So, okay, you, I you actually have one quick question for you. We started talking about the tie. And it reminded me of a, co- a question I saw on Twitter. So the Lions are now 0-9-1. What is the most unique record that they could have that that would just make the like fit the Lions perfectly for the rest it, it of the season? It would be the 0-16 Would it be 0-16 and, and 1? Because what if they what if they before this week, what if they went 0-8 and 8? Somehow tied seven more games in a row in complete I mean, Lions fashion. That, is just, just that I mean, would that be the perfect Lions thing though to go 0-8 and 8? Yeah, to be in all those games and just right. tie. Like, like, we can start the season over, and that Ravens game, they end up tying. Yeah. Like, let's go back through the season. How many games did they have that were one score, and we'll give them ties instead of losses? And it's like, oh, geez. Yeah. I guess 0-8-8 eight eight would be the most perfect. Well, actually, it'd be 0-8-9 eight or 0-9-8, but whatever. Yeah. Like, that would that would be – I'll give you that. That would be the most perfect Lions thing, to go winless but not go lost – or not to lose every game. I'm so, like, 0-16-1, that's just perfect Lions fashion. 0-16-1, especially because Dan Campbell was on that 0-16 Lions team. To be <laughs> on that team and then turn around and coach an 0-16-1 team. So, hey, you, it's an improvement. But you know what? They won't be the first team to go 0-17. That's all that matters. They can't do that, so it's fine. All right, let's move on. Let's go Bills next. Because What about them? There's nothing. Well, let, let, let's talk this out. So the Colts show up in Buffalo yesterday and realize, oh, hey, Buffalo can't stop the run. We have Jonathan Taylor in one of the best offensive lines in football. Let's just run the ball. And that they did. So here's the problem with Buffalo. Who are the teams in the AFC that they're going to have to beat in order to win a Super Bowl? Well, potentially Indianapolis. The Titans. If, if Derrick Henry to. comes back, if Derrick Henry comes back, you have the Titans to deal with. You know the Ravens are going to run the football. Who's to say the Patriots aren't in the I was playoffs? just going to say that other AFC East team that's suddenly in first place, like Evil Empire is back. You know they're going to run the ball. They what run a- the ball at a 50-50 clip. Whatever team in the AFC North. Right. Like, do you really want to play the Browns? As much as I hate Baker Mayfield, if you just say, hey, Nick Chubb, you're going to carry it 50 times today. Is there a team in the AFC North they want to play? They already lost to the Steelers. I, I could see them beating the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals would be really a problem because the Bengals want to get in a shootout and the Bills are fine with that. But yeah, of, of all the potential playoff teams, I guess they'd want to play the Chargers 
because the Chargers are a shootout team. They'd want to play the Bengals. Or the Chiefs. Or do they even want to play the Chiefs now? They probably don't want to play the Chiefs, but I'm sure that they would be comfortable playing the Chiefs. So the Chiefs, Bengals, and Chargers, I think, are we agreeing that those are the probably the three best matchups for them? And every other team in the AFC that could potentially make the playoffs is a bad matchup? Yeah. And and let let's compare all of those quarterbacks that they're they're gonna they might have to play. Those three that, that we've said that they're gonna beat, the teams are chewed out teams. They're all gunslinging quarterbacks yeah. as well. Like when, I trust I trust all three of those guys to go win a game. When when those are th- when there are three quarterbacks in the in the pocket that are just quick release, they want to chuck the ball down the field. They have fast releases. They can throw the ball hard. The Bills are all over it. They can read that perfectly fine. But it seems like when they have these guys that like to sit in the pocket a little bit, kind of not necessarily read the defense, but aren't exactly mobile quarterbacks and and don't get the ball out very fast. They can't do anything. Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz. Granted, Carson Wentz didn't pass at all because Jonathan Taylor was the only Colts player on the he field. He had like 104 like. yards passing. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, Baker Mayfield, Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Like Tom Brady 2.0 in, in the New England offense for some reason. No, like it makes a zero. Usually if you're the Bills with their great defense, their, their good but secondary. Hang on a minute. We got to talk about the defense because – they have gotten really fat playing horrible quarterbacks, okay? They've gotten to play Jacoby Brissett twice. They've played the Jets. They played the football team, okay, the team without a name. They've played, I'm not going to say the Jags because they lost to the Jags. Who am I forgetting? I'm, I'm missing a team. Oh, they played Big Ben. No, no, I'm talking about their, oh, that they their, I'm won. talking about their wins. Who else have they beat? They played the Chiefs. The Chiefs. the Chiefs. Yep, there was another win in there, wasn't there? Two against the Dolphins. Chiefs. One against Dolphins the Jets. twice. Jets once. Oh, Texans. Texans. Oh, Davis Mills. Yeah. Wow. You know they they have beaten up on the absolute worst teams in football. And the two shutouts were two of the worst teams in the NFL yes. right now. The Texans and the Dolphins. Right. Like their defense is incredibly overrated. It is not good, and they get out physical every like if they play a physical team. Which heads up because the other team in the AFC is very physical. That's what they're the, that the Patriots beat the shit out of the, the Falcons on Thursday night. Like they just beat the shit out of them for four quarters. It was like we're just going to hit you and hit you again and hit you again. Have fun with that, Buffalo. The Colts. You watched the Colts yesterday. Darius Leonard's a man. Those corners, those safeties are physical. Their their offensive line. Quentin Nelson just destroyed everybody on the Bills line yesterday. Like if you just play physical with Buffalo, you can beat them. You know if they play the Steelers, the Steelers are gonna they're gonna play physical. That's what they're gonna do. I, yeah. I think that's a serious problem. I think the Bills are a soft football team. You will not win in the postseason playing soft. Well, it, it's so odd that from last year where the Bills played amazing and Stephon Diggs was this great receiver, and now they've added Emmanuel Sanders and Gabriel Davis is now a key guy. Cole Beasley's a key guy, and the run game isn't really Dawson that good. Knox, like, Dawson Knox. It's like what. Is it is it because Josh Allen isn't targeting Josh or Josh Allen isn't targeting Stefan Diggs? Is that why they're not doing well? I think when you're the hunted, it's a little different. It's just a little different being the team that everybody's trying to beat. Because every week, and as a Patriots fan, I dealt with this for 20 years. Every week, it's the other team's Super Bowl. They want to beat you. You you met they circle you on the schedule and go, we have to beat them. Well, I mean I don't want to say it because it was kind of a fluke, but the Steelers last year, undefeated season, 
Every single team said we have to beat you, and what happened after we lost? Yeah. We, we lost a game. We fell apart. The Browns, the Browns took it as okay. Well, you were talking shit all, all season. We'll play you first round of playoffs, and then kick the ever living shit out of you. And then just once we're up by forty points, it's it, it's no more, and we'll we'll let you come back. We'll tease you a little bit. It's it's nuts, and and I don't want to give shit to the Bills because I do it all the time. But you kind of deserve it, fans, Bills players. You talk shit all year. You've played like shit all year. And now here you are, second in your division, and here here come the Patriots, for some god awful reason, are number one is in it that the, division. Is it the most sickening thing to all NFL fans? Like yeah, waking up Monday morning and seeing Jesus Christ, the Patriots are first in the AFC East again. And they're what two games back in the entire AFC. If they beat the Titans and they beat the Bills in the next two weeks, and the Ravens lose one, they'll be the number one team in the AFC. That's disgusting. That is so gross. Actually, no. The, the Ravens only have to lose. They'll be the number one because how many, they, they'll only have four losses. How many rookie quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl? Ne- there's never been a rookie quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Well, make it to a Super Bowl. No rookie quarterback has ever made it to a Super Bowl. Oh, shit. Do not let. <laughs> I've, I've actually been saying this the last week. Don't let Bill Belichick get to the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback. Like, And here's the thing, though. This is what you and I talked about this last week, and you you kept saying the Mac Jones like pressure thing. He just got done playing in an you know the NCAA championship for Alabama at the Georgia Dome. Like, did you know that Mac Jones has more wins at the Mercedes Benz Georgia Dome there than Matt Ryan has in the last year? Yeah, in the last calendar year, he's won more times there than on Facebook. Like, can I write it on the board right now? I don't see the marker, so I'll do it after the show. If the Super Bowl. Is Buccaneers Patriots? I'm not watching. You're not watching. No. Why not? Because I don't want to watch. I don't want to hear the. You'd hear it 50 times throughout the entire game. Tom Brady used to play on the Patriots, so this is just a big game for him. And then Bill Belichick used to coach Tom Brady, and but and okay. here we go. That was, was my best was kind that, of Joe Buck impersonation. Regular season game was that regular season game not the most hyped? anticipated regular season game ever. I think it was more or less because Tom Brady, it was Tom Brady's return. Well, right, right, but... To New like, England. So it's all about who's been more responsible for the winning. For those two to meet at that moment, what, like, it's all about storylines. Yeah, it'd be... Is a, it, it, it'd, is, it's all about storylines. It'd be the perfect ending to a Tom Brady documentary of... Him throwing a ball with five seconds left in the Super Bowl against New England, down one, and it's a hail, it's a thirty-yard pass, and, and then Rob it just says, Gronkowski comes down, and then it, it like right? it's a it's a jump ball, Rob Gronkowski and J.C. Jackson, and then before the ball is even touched, you just see to be continued. It'd be a perfect ending to a Tom Brady documentary. I don't want to fucking see it. Kid I, show. I don't want to see that. You do. I know no, you do. I, I honestly think that that would be the most watched Super Bowl in NFL history. Yeah, probably. Would. I don't even think I it would wouldn't. be close. I wouldn't. You wouldn't enjoy that though. Even the storyline we storylines reading up, going up to that. I can't can't talk today. It'd be great, but I don't want to sit. I don't want to sit next to you and just watch you like cream myself. You, for you three and a half four hours. You your jaw would be hurting after four hours because you'd just be smiling the entire time. You you'd have you no you'd, no see I would be sick if New England lost that, as much as I love Tom Brady, like now it's to the point. I mean you're like, still a homer. You're not. Right, you're, I got to root for Brady last year because the Patriots weren't good, and it was like yeah I want to root for Tom Brady. But now it's like okay I'm still rooting for Brady. The Patriots have to win. But anyways we're we're off subject. I, 
Yeah. I, I still think that would be the best case scenario it's for just Super the worst Bowl. of both worlds. In LA, Patriots, Bucks, Super Bowl, Bill versus Tom. Like it's the battle to seven. I yeah, if Bill wins, it's uh, Oh well Tom has seven, so like Brady Bill legacy rankings. Who's one, who's two? You know? All right. Move Anyways, on. all right. Let's I want to give some credit to one team. We talked about is there a good team in the NFL? Are we sure the Vikings aren't the best team in football? Like, are we positive that the Vikings aren't actually the best team and they just have terrible luck? Uh, dude, because it's one score every week. It's one score. I I can't disagree with you, but, like, we're going to say this, and next week they're just going to get blown out by the 49ers. Like, th- this is how this works. Whatever we whatever we say on the, on the podcast, just go and, like... So say last week, what did we say? We, we, um, you made me sit here and do twenty minutes on Kyle Shanahan is not a good coach. Only for three and a half hours later, yeah. for Kyle Shanahan to coach his ass off against the Rams and beat the Rams on Monday Night Football. So whatever you hear us say, go bet against it. Like, just or go to the casino and just bet every single underdog oh. on a straight bet, and then do that because you'd, you'd you'd make a lot of money every single week. Speaking of betting against you, Andrew last week made a bet with me for a few drinks at the bar. If the Patriots or the Titans win, I am allowing him a one-time buyout. He will have to buy me one drink. If the, regardless, he'll just buy me one drink and he's out of the bet, so that he doesn't have to pick the Titans against the Patriots next. In week. Foxborough, it's in Foxborough. Nah, you're gonna keep the Titans. I'm a man. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm not scared. All right, that's three drinks at the bar. You're gonna owe me but after this one. I'm gonna owe you, bro. We still got six days. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that. You should be. Did you did you watch Ryan Tannehill this week? That's all right. It's pretty bad. Anyways, the, I think the Vikings are one of the best teams in football, and it's the weirdest thing to say that they they play at all four fa- or all three phases of the game. Their defense is pretty good. They can run the ball. They obviously have skill guys. Justin Jefferson. If they just throw it to him twelve times a game, like he's going to be open twelve he's like times a, a game. Six year seasoned vet out there. I don't get it. Both of these LSU guys are. Is LSU wide receiver you know? There's every single guy comes out of there and they're just they look like seasoned vets already. Uh, I mean, Alabama's still you know, yeah, in recent history. But I mean, let's look at Jamar Chase and, oh, and hang on a minute. Jay okay, Jettas. so Odell is from LSU. Yep. Jamar or Justin Jefferson. Jamar. Yep. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Am I missing somebody? That's a star. I don't. I don't know. Oh, I'm, Jarvis Landry's from LSU. He was pretty good yeah, on he's Miami. Pretty good. He's still pretty good. Yeah. Um. I think that's it. Well, let's look at Alabama. I, mean, I, I okay. I understand Alabama is wide receiver you, but I'm I'm talking like Odell came out and was was great. Yeah, Jarvis, one of the best rookies ever. Jarvis was was very very good his yeah. rookie year, and now you have Justin Jefferson who was very good last year. Probably could have won rookie of the year no, as he, a receiver. He, he did. He was rookie. Oh no, Justin Jefferson no, or Justin, Justin Herbert, Herbert won rookie. I forget about Herbert. Yeah. No, Herbert was. Yeah, Herbert was rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah. So and then like you have Jamar Chase now, who, I mean, probably isn't going to win rookie of the year because there's Mac Jones. It's, it's going to be go to a quarterback. It's just going to be Mac. But the, you have these two great receivers who are now very valuable with their teams, number one options no matter what, and have great connections with their quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean that's that's all fair. Amari Cooper. Julio Jones. I, no, I get that. You know, Jerry Judy's really good. I understand. Calvin we don't. Ridley. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I was just. Know. It was a. Oh, no, it was no, just no. a question. It's, it's a fair question. But yeah, I are the Vikings the best team in football? I can't say no, and I can't say yes because 
Who knows? The Lions could win out and somehow make the playoffs, and and, and here we go. Can the Lions win out and make the playoffs? They'd it would be, be eight, seven, eight, nine, and one. Eight, eight, and one. Or eight, eight, no, nine, and be one. Seven, nine, and one. Yeah, seven, nine, seven, one. Nine, yeah. one. I don't think they can make the playoffs. I think you're going to have to be at least nine and eight. I don't know who the best team in football is. Is it the Buccaneers? Well, they just lost the let's football talk team. About that. Let's talk about. Do that. they lose to the Giants tonight? So we talked about the MVP last week. And okay, so guys on the list was you know Dak was on the list, Aaron Rodgers was on the list. Both lost. Both lost. And Dak looks Kyler, terrible. Kyler Murray's definitely off the list now. He's missed too many games. Josh Allen, he can't be. You can't lose to the Jags, and also turn around and lose to the Colts and look terrible and lose to the Steelers. Like he's just out. He's had too many bad games. So the only one that really kept their position that isn't named Tom Brady is the guy that didn't play in Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar is still in it. Justin Herbert, except... I, I don't think Herbert can be in. They've had too many... He's so had some bad games. Is this the first year that it's non-quarterback skill positions dominating Who, the MVP oh, list? Who's going to win that? I mean, that's the thing. Nobody is because it's the quarterback award. But Jonathan Taylor like, can't win, though, because Derrick Henry had 2,000 rushing yards right, and like some odd touchdowns. They're not going to give it to, to Jonathan Taylor when he just now took the rushing... The, the, he just... Like he, he just needed two weeks Derrick of Henry. no Derrick Henry right. to take his yes. So like it's definitely not him. It can't be him. There's no way because if Derrick Henry was playing, like uh, would we be making the case for Derrick Henry still? No, we wouldn't be. We're just infatuated because Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns yeah. yesterday. There's no wide receivers. No, there's not a single like Cooper Cup's the only one you can make an argument for, but he can't win it because if he wins it, Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford has to win it. So and Matt Stafford has played two bad games in a row. Bad. Yep. Um. So are we going on defense now? Trayvon Diggs, no. who well, there's defensive player of the year. There's yeah, I so don't, I, there's realistically two quarterbacks. Trayvon Diggs. Did you really just say Trayvon Diggs? Well, get the hell out. There's of literally here. every other person in the world that's saying that. So I mean that he's got to be on there now with all these quarterbacks falling off. So it's Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson. I think it is. And if and if Brady comes out and looks terrible tonight, you can check him off. Yeah, you can eliminate so, him. Lamar Jackson with another MVP. I think I think we're at the point now where. Between Brady and Lamar, whoever has the best close to the season. And Aaron Rodgers isn't out of it, but it's really hard to win MVP two years in a row. And I just don't think the voters are going to give it to him. Like, he would have to be better than he was last year, and he's really not on pace for that. So, you know, I think it's just down to Brady and Lamar, and it's going to be whoever doesn't screw up, basically. So if Brady comes out tonight and throws five touchdowns, Brady's in the lead. Oh, yeah, he's just in the lead, and I think right now in Vegas he has the fourth best odds. After tonight, I'm I'm gonna guess he's probably gonna be one or two. Let's go into one more game, uh, Chiefs Cowboys. God, what do we make of these two teams? because uh, I, I don't know. I can't take anything away from this. So Zeke gets hurt. What in the first quarter? He I was he second, basically he like rolls his ankle, his ankle yeah. and he continued to play after a couple series, but he definitely was not 100. percent no Amari Cooper. No Amari Cooper. CD goes down, isn't available. Concussion, too. Randy so he Gregory. Might miss this week on Thursday. Right. Randy Gregory and D Law were both out for the Cowboys. So, what do I make of that Dallas team? They held the Chiefs to 19 points in Arrowhead. So, that's good, but you couldn't score. And Dak looked terrible. It didn't help that Cedric Wilson dropped three passes right over the middle of the field. Michael Gallup couldn't do anything basically Tony Pollard turned back into what we remember Tony Pollard being a nice player but not really anything special the tight ends couldn't get open oh and Ty Smith didn't play 
Really doesn't help when your, you know, Hall of Fame left tackle isn't able to go. So the highlight of of the night was the Cowboys defense, and it wasn't even the whole defense. It was Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. And, yeah, Michael Parsons. That was it. And I think Van, uh, Van Der Esch was pretty good, too. Yeah. And then on the Chiefs side. Patrick, what am I supposed to do with the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes really didn't do anything special. He like, just, was the only... So who had touchdown? Travis Kelsey Travis had a Kelsey rushing had a touchdown, rushing and touchdown. Kyle Edwards Alaire had a rushing touchdown. Was it a layer? I think it, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was because he had the taunting. Play. Yeah, and he had the taunting. So those were the two touchdowns. No passing. You, yeah. Right. You kick field goals the rest of the game. So you had no passing touchdowns. They really couldn't move the ball very well. You know, they they struggled to move the ball. So I don't think the Chiefs are back. I and don't you think can't the, say much about the Chiefs' defense because they they were they out two against, receivers and no Zeke, and Dak looked terrible. And one of their offensive linemen was out. Yeah. yeah so I, I can't take anything away from this game at all. We've learned nothing. To be honest, nothing. So thank you, Fox and NFL, for helping me out with that one. Two teams that I think can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I have no idea what to make of them. And the Chiefs just got lucky. Like, the Chiefs have gotten lucky basically four weeks in a row now. They got to play Daniel Jones with no Saquon Barkley. They got to play Jordan Love. They got to play a, the Raiders a week after Henry Ruggs decides to go and murder a woman, basically. And then they get to play the Cowboys missing basically five stars. Yeah, five stars, basically. And yeah. six if you count Zeke. Like, I, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know. But I, that's pretty much it. There have been no good games for the past three weeks. So let's jump into a ranking. This is a... Uh, I saw this thing on Twitter. It was a post from Barstool. It was ranking quarterbacks I'd like to start my franchise with. And these were, these were all guys strictly on their first contract. So, so like, for the record, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak, Dak... None of those, if you've been paid, if you have signed your extension, second contract, whatever, you are not on this list. You are not eligible. Yes. I'll start it off with... with let's num- go. Let's start with number 10. Yeah, that's let's what I was going to do. One. Okay. At number 10, I have Justin Fields. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I think he belongs on the list. Yep. No question in my mind. Um, I haven't seen exactly what I've wanted to out of him this year, but at the same time, like... I've seen some good stuff, and I think that Matt Nagy basically is going to be fired on Thursday. Like, I'm kind of hoping the Lions beat the Bears and they just fire him, and that's the end of it. What do you like out of him that you could say, if I'm in a redraft right now, I can take Justin Fields and I feel comfortable? What is Justin Fields' ceiling? Lamar Jackson? I don't even think that's his ceiling. I think he can be better than Lamar, actually. When you look at Justin Fields and how he plays, he's basically Lamar Jackson. With much better field vision. Yeah, and you can throw the throwing. ball harder, but isn't it is about the same amount of accurate, maybe no, a little I think bit he's worse. a little more accurate than Lamar is. So, Lamar really struggled, remember. This is where like my bottom three is kind of tough to organize, and honestly one of them might be able to fall off. But with personal preference, if Justin Fields can be Lamar Jackson or even better than than, and that's a budget guy, yeah, rookie. You have, you can wait two three years before you have to pay him. If he's not good, you just drop him, then you move on. So you get three years to see if Justin Fields is legit. And I, I mean, I would take that if I have the tenth pick out of a draft of these guys. And there are guys that I've definitely forgotten on this list too. But, well, I'm gonna give you a guy right now that I'm pretty sure you forgot. Yeah, Gardner Minshew is my tenth. It's my tenth guy. Yeah. 34 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I didn't forget because I, 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 I knew he was there, but eh. 
So here's what I like about Gardner. He was on that Jags team that was intentionally trying to lose games, and he was playing so well they had to bench him because they needed to lose games. With the worst roster in football, like it's the worst roster, he was doing better with a worse roster than Trevor is doing right now with a better roster. I think right now, if you took Gardner Minshew and put him on the Browns, the Browns are at least three games over 500. Hmm. That's interesting. I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment of Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew, like, can Gardner Minshew be a little better than Case Keenum? Because Case Keenum went yeah. to a playoff game. Yeah. He he won a playoff game. He was a he's been a solid quarterback for what seven years now. He's capable of throwing for thirty eight hundred yards and twenty six touchdowns. Whatever. Can Gardner Minshew be? A rich man's Case Keenum? I think so. And I think I would take that. Can he be as good as Kirk Cousins? Yes. I think I would take that. Like, if you told me I had, like, the seventh pick in the draft and, with, and I needed a quarterback and I was going to get Kirk Cousins for the next ten years, I'd be okay with that. Like, I have the seventh pick in the draft and I'm getting Kirk Cousins? That's pretty fair value. Kirk Cousins is a respectable player. Yeah. So, at number nine, and we're going to disagree. I don't know if you have him on your list because he's played really bad. I have Zach Wilson. I do not have Zach Wilson on my list. Where would he fall? I think Ballpark. Zach Wilson falls somewhere between... I think he's somewhere between 11 and eleven and 15, somewhere in okay. there. You know, he, he's not lower than 15 for sure. Unless you're giving me first-round picks next year like Sam Howell and Keaton Slovis. In which case, maybe I'll take one of those guys. I don't know. I still love Zach Wilson. I love the athletic ability. I... I'm not fully committed to the whole Zach Wilson is really bad yet. I think he's just on a decently bad team. And I, I'm waiting to see some improvement. I've given myself two years. It was three years. I've already chalked that down to two because it's he's in New York and he's probably not going to make it past two if he's really bad. But I'd still take Zach Wilson at number nine. Would you take Zach Wilson or Sam Darnold? Because I know Sam's not on your list. And he's about to Zach get paid Wilson. next year. You would take Zach Wilson? Yeah. Okay. All right, that's fair. Because that's the factor in of I have to pay you next year. And I, with what I I've with seen that. of Sam Darnold, I don't want to have to pay him. Okay. And, yeah, just to clarify, uh, if so part of my list was if I'm going to have to pay you sooner, you might move down my list a little bit because that means I have less time to evaluate you. I'm getting you with what's remaining on your contract. So rookies, I still have four years left with you. Second year guys, I have, well, or rookies, I have five years left or four years left. Uh, second year guys, I have three years. Um, my number nine is Jalen Hurts. Okay, he's on my list. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was going to be on your list or not. We were talking about it. So for those of you who don't know, in the last 19 games, I believe, can you guess who has the highest overall QBR in the NFL? It's Jalen Hurts. Like, we can knock the guy, and I don't think Jalen Hurts is ever going to be a superstar, but he's pretty good at quarterback. Like He's pretty respectable. I think Jalen Hurts could be responsible for an 11-win team. And if you're telling me I can have an 11-win quarterback, I think I can almost win a Super Bowl with that. That's, that's they won pretty with close. Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. That was two a different quarterbacks team, that year. That No, was, I know. That team was loaded. But if you're telling me I'm going to get a guy that can consistently win me 11 games, I'm going to take that. He's mobile. He's not the most accurate guy, but 
if you utilize him the right way, he can be accurate. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a guy that you were really going to fight me on. No. There. I wasn't sure how I have him higher than you, so. Oh, you have him higher than me. Oh. Yeah. Well, obviously. You just did your nine. Um, At my number eight, I have Trey Lance. I also have Trey Lance at eight. Now, this would probably be Jordan Love had he not played (laughs) two weeks ago against (laughs) Kansas City. Um. But he can't read a blitz, and it's it's obvious why they wanted Aaron Rodgers back so bad because Jordan Love is not good at all. Um, so this is Trey Lance, uh, very small NFL sample size. He came in to take a few knees one time and play one game. Where He's he throwing a couple interceptions, and he didn't play very well. But we've we always said before the draft. Yes, yeah. he's a work in progress. I mean, I said before the draft, I wanted he was the guy I wanted the Patriots to end up with. Because I felt like if you put him behind Cam Newton, he would really succeed in that situation. He's two years away. I mean, he's just—he's probably not going to play next year. I don't know. I don't think he'll play next I year. I mean, just at the end of his contract, I think. So I think they have an option with him; they can pick it up. But I mean, whatever. Okay, so maybe he plays next year. But he definitely needs a full off season. Yeah. Like that's seventeen games this year, barring they make the playoffs, and an entire off season where he's going to go see quarterback coaches. He's going to go visit with some prime NFL quarterbacks right now. It always happens with these young guys that have have potential. It's just a next year thing. So based on where Trey Lance is in your rankings, is it fair to say the 49ers incredibly screwed the pooch by not trading Jimmy Garoppolo and not trading, tr- drafting Mac Jones? I don't know. I So... Not trading Jimmy G, yes. I, I think they should have traded Jimmy Garoppolo. I think even though Trey's a work in progress, let him play his first year. Let him be bad. You know, I'm sometimes I'm okay with the let him be bad thing. Like, if Mac and Trevor were bad this year, and Trevor hasn't been great, I'm okay with that because I think they're more developed. Trey was like the Mahomes thing where he needs to sit a year. He just he can't read defenses. He doesn't know what he's doing. I'm simply asking, should they have taken Mac Jones at three? No. Like, like you, no, you still think? So, with how I'm, many wins do you think they have with Mac Jones as their starting quarterback right now? Two more. That's pretty good. They'd have, like, six wins. they like, six and four. I, who, who have they lost to? I, I don't have their schedule in front of me. They've lost some weird ones. So... They have lost to. Uh, this doesn't help me losses. Oh, they played Detroit, who they won. They beat obviously. Nope. They played Philly. They beat that one with Mac, right? Yeah. They beat Philly with Mac, probably. I believe they they lost to Green Bay. I, they, they don't did lose. To they Green don't Bay. beat Green Bay. Ah, uh, wait a minute. They lost to Green Bay on a last second field goal in which their defense choked all over itself, and Jimmy Garoppolo had just thrown an interception. So. So couldn't you say rather, that they could potentially win that game with Matt? Rather than going through the games that they might have won, let me let me put it like this. I am still of the belief that Mac Jones is a product of Bill Belichick right now. Mac Jones is talented, don't get me wrong. Okay. But if Mac Jones was on a Kyle Shanahan led offense, that does the Kyle Shanahan offense fit what Mac Jones does as a quarterback? We talked about this before the draft. It would perfectly fit him. 
it's West Coast offense, get the ball out quick, small rollouts. It's, I mean, come on. Did I have Mac Jones on the Niners? God, I don't remember. We originally did, and then on draft night, you switched to Trey Lance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, we, but we talked that. Okay. We talked at that. Looking at Constantly. it, looking at it now, though, I think Mac Jones is a, a very big product of what Bill Belichick does as a head coach. So no, I wouldn't have taken Mac Jones. I would take the upside of Trey Lance over the okay. Mac Jones. Well, I think I think the thing on draft night was though, the 49ers have a Super Bowl caliber roster, and Trey Lance isn't ready to start. Mac Jones is ready to start. And if you don't think that Jimmy G is the guy, you go with Mac Jones because he can be the guy right away. And I think if they had Mac Jones, they would be in the playoff hunt right now and potentially have a shot at winning it. I mean, is the 49ers roster better than the Patriots roster? Yeah. What are we talking about then? And, I don't know. You know? I just... This is off topic before we get into our, our number seven. Uh, if you didn't watch LeBron and Isaiah Stewart last night with the fight, the suspensions have been announced. LeBron got a one game. Okay, I did say he'd get one game. Isaiah Stewart gets ten, right? Two. Two? Oh, okay. So not bad. But what did Isaiah Stewart do? They just Hold ran on. At him? No, 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 no. What Isaiah Stewart did was wrong. He was restrained. He was told to walk off the floor. He had been ejected and then continued to charge at LeBron James. Oh, okay. That is, no, no. You, he deserved to be suspended. I thought it was going to be like 10 games. I really did. Huh. No, good on Adam Silver for suspending LeBron James. Wait is a, that his wait first suspension? I do not believe he has ever been suspended before. So, yeah. I Second think ejection, first. first suspension. All right. Whatever. Anyways. Back to it. Yeah, I have. To, I, I agree. I, I, would, I would go Mac Jones at three. Okay. Still. I, 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 I believed that on draft night. I thought he would be the perfect fit in that offense, and they just didn't go with that, which is fine. I loved Trey Lance. He was my favorite. You remember, he was my favorite guy coming out. I love him. Number seven, who do you have? Jalen Hurts. Okay, you have Jalen Hurts. I have Justin Fields here. We've already spoken about them. Go to number six. Mac Jones. It's too low. You think too so? Low. Yeah, You're taking too low. Mac Jones over Trevor Lawrence? I didn't say that. Who do you have at six? I have Lamar at six. Now is this me. the contract thing, though? This is the contract thing, and this is the, once I pay him, how good am I going to be? Because he has a, I mean, wow. let's be honest, the, the Ravens are loaded. Look at the Ravens team. They have Calais Campbell. They have Patrick Queen. Their offensive line is really good. They've paid plenty of those guys. They're Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, Sammy Watkins. Uh, defense, they have three of the best corners in football. They are loaded, okay? If you pay Lamar, you are no longer going to be loaded. Can Lamar Jackson win with average talent on his roster? I'm not sure about that. We've seen Lamar get exposed plenty of times. Is he going to play for 17 years? Like, is Lamar going to be playing when he's 38 at a high level? Like, that's know. a really hard question to ask. But if I ask you, you think Mac Jones will be playing when he's 38? Probably. Probably going to be playing, right? He'll probably play till he's 40, to be honest. I don't want to think about that. But, but it's true, though. He probably <laughs> yeah. will. You know, and I look at Lamar, and I think he's probably got a so, seven-year window. But my thing is, do you think LeBron gets – or not LeBron, sorry. Do you think Lamar gets paid and falls off a cliff? I don't think he's going to fall off a cliff, but I think his team is going to suffer because so, the, the, the talent around him – will not be as great, and that matters with guys like him. So what's to say that Mac Jones comes out next year and just screws the pooch? What amazing talent do the Patriots have? 
I mean, they have they have Hunter Henry, who's really good. I mean, is he amazing though? But their defense is is their their start. They do not have a ton of guys on defense. They're getting paid right now. They're paying Dante it, Hightower and Devin McCoy. But I, I'm not. I'm not. I, but that's what about I'm, the, That's my point. No, though. I, I understand that's your point. It's a salary point. cap league, and in a salary cap league, if I'm paying, the Ravens have like ten guys they are paying top dollar to. If if I pay Lamar top dollar, I can only pay like six of those guys top dollar. If I take Mark Andrews and give me their best corner and give me Calais Campbell and I just take those guys away from the Ravens, how good are the Ravens? That's a lot of talent. So, as of right now, the Ravens have less than a million dollars in cap space. Their defense is ninety-two million of it. Their special teams is seven, and their offense is sixty-four. Lamar, as of right now, is making three million per year, signing a contract next year. Probably make what twenty, twenty-five. I mean, he's probably going to get thirty-seven. Dak got forty. He's just, he's he won an MVP. He's going to be able to make the case. I won a goddamn MVP and I've won playoff games. But they're I also should get forty. There also are these guys that they're going to be losing sooner rather than later as well. Alejandro Villanueva probably doesn't have a lot of time left in the league. And they're all, all of these con. I'm not worried about the contract so much as I think you are, which might come to bite me in the ass if I'm. Look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's a perfect example. As soon as Seattle had to pay Russell Wilson, what happened? Oh, they suck. They have sucked since they but had is it to Russell pay Wilson Russell Wilson. Or is it Jamal Adams. No, no, no. It's Russell Wilson. They paid their quarterback. They lost Richard Sherman. They lost Cam Chancellor. They lost uh, two of their pass rushers. Their names are escaping me right now. And they lost Earl Thomas because they couldn't afford all those guys. Couldn't afford them. Their offensive line has been a mess for three years. They're just now getting a receiving core back because they had to pay their quarterback. That is what happens. Yeah. It's, I, just, it's just the way the NFL works. The NFL is designed for you to not be good for 20 years. It's just the way it is. Tom Brady took pay cuts all those years. He took pay cuts so he could have better teams around him. You think Lamar's taking a pay cut, a guy that runs around and gets big hits and could lose, his career could be over in an instant. You think that guy's taking a pay cut? No way. No way at all. Might have convinced me to drop him a few pegs. But I mean, I, I mean, have him at six. It's so, not like I have him no, at I ten. Know. I still think Lamar's an MVP caliber player, but I think his career is potentially a lot shorter than these other guys in front of him. So I'm not going to put Mac Jones over Lamar. I, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go to that, that degree, but I'll, I'll, I'll drop Lamar Jackson. I'm not. No, never mind. I'm not even going to change it. Well, that's fine. You don't have to change it. I'm just, that's my I I, I I get your point, and, and I, I, I understand your point, but I'm still going to take an MVP winner in Lamar Jackson and roll with it. He's a guy that I mean, have offenses or have defenses really been able to stop him for the most part? Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. Look at their look at their playoff performances. Even their wins last year were not convincing. I mean, they destroyed the Titans. I think that okay, the Titans really self imploded last year and were horrible on defense all season. I mean, they they imploded last year. Yeah. All right. So who's your you have Lamar at six? I have Lamar at six. Who's your number five? I have Joe Burrow at five. Okay, I have Trevor Lawrence at five. I have Joe Burrow at four. Okay, so let's just do Burrow now. Okay. I like Joe Burrow. I think. Wow, that's the first I've heard that come out of your no, mouth. No, I, I never said I don't like Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is Tony Romo. I think he has a Tony Romo esque career. He's going to be pretty good. He's going to be a gunslinger. 
but he's always going to kind of make some mistakes that you're not okay with. But if he's your quarterback for the next 15 years, you're good with that. Like you'll take, I would take Tony Romo any day. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of an injury concern at this point. Yeah, same with Tony Romo was. was. I mean, God, oh, every yeah. year it was like, is his back going to be able to hold up? Well, is Burrow's knees going to hold up? Which, you know, that's that's hard to deal with. But he's still young. We've definitely seen the talent. I like him. I, I do like him. I don't hate Joe Burrow. I think I they think finally got the pieces around him. They beefed the offensive line and the defense that a little bit more. That offensive line still stinks. It's they, still bad. He Joe, runs for his life every game. Joe Mixon is a competent running back. They have three great receivers. And fuck everybody that has told me throughout the year. Kids show. That has given me shit for... For my Bengals takes. Those three Bengals receivers are very, very good. So everybody that's giving me shit for my... The Bengals have three stud wide receivers. Fuck you. Kid show. But fuck Kid you. Show. G- Kid show. T. Higgins. Kid show. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not even going to get into it. Eat shit. Number four. Number five. Let's talk about Trevor Lawrence. Okay, I have Trevor a little higher. My four is Mac. Can we just do Mac really quick because we didn't yeah. really talk about him? Sure. I think we mentioned, I think he's going to play a long time. That matters to me. Still think he's got a lot to prove. I think he has a lot to prove too, and I, but I think he's also going to develop really well. He just, he works hard. He seems like that's the kind of player he is. I think he's probably going to be the kind of player that does take a pay cut. I'm going to say that's probably the guy he is. I don't think you're ever going to be able to pay Mac top dollar anyways. Does he ever win an MVP? I don't think he ever wins an MVP. I don't think he's going to be that good but I think he's gonna have a really long career I think he can fit into a lot of different systems I think he can make people better and not screw you up and I like that I like consistent quarterback play that matters so that's why I have Mac at four I have in front of Burrow because I think Burrow's gonna have injury problems and he will turn the ball over like Mac you're not gonna see him put the ball in harm's way in a big situation Burrow is trying to win the game where Mac is just doing what he's supposed to do. I like that better. So that's why I have Mac in front of Burrow. And obviously we talked about Lamar. That's why I have Lamar lower. Okay. That's my Mac argument. So you have Mac at four. I have Mac at four, yes. And I have Trevor at three. So I have Joe Burrow at four. I have Trevor Lawrence at five. You have Trevor Lawrence at three. Yes. Give me your case as to why I should have him higher. For Trevor? Yes. Okay. If you're redrafting right now, Trevor Lawrence still goes number one, regardless. Last year's draft? Last year's draft. Yes. He still goes number one. He has the highest upside of any quarterback that's come into the league since Andrew Luck. I think we, maybe not upside, but he has. The highest ceiling. Yeah, he is the highest ceiling. Highest potential, yeah. Yes. I think we all believe he's going to be great. What's going to derail that is can the Jags put, First of all, Urban Meyer's derailing that right now, and he needs to go. But Trevor should be a superstar, and I'm still banking on him being a superstar. I think he's got Andrew Luck potential. We've, we've talked about that. I don't even want to get into it right now. But if you're telling me I can get Andrew Luck for 15 years, maybe, I can't disagree with that. I have to have him at three. I'll have a Mac, as much as I love Mac Jones, and I think Mac Jones is going to be awesome for a long time. Trevor's upside is so incredible, he can't not be in my top three. So Trevor is my highest rated rookie. Uh, Obviously, I have him at five. But, again, the thing that scares me with these rookie quarterbacks is Mac Jones is by far the best so far. 
but they all still have so much to prove that I want to take this proven talent and like if Joe Burrow didn't have a year this year, a, a great start to oh, this year this yeah, year, Joe Burrow he was, might not even be on this list. He wouldn't be on my list. But he's proven it this year. He's proven it this year. And give me that proven talent on a on a somewhat good offense. Like they, Joe Mixon's probably a top ten running back. Their receivers are Jamar Chase is a he's top ten, top ten, ja- top ja- twelve top wide receiver. Yeah. T. Higgins is top twenty, top twenty five, twenty five. Yep. And C. J. Uzama is C. J. Uzama and twenty tight end. Tight end really he's doesn't matter unless your name's Travis Kelsey, T. J. Hawkins, and yada, yada yada. Their defense has stepped it up a lot as well. So, yes, I would take Joe Burrow as well over all of these guys, even with the injury concern, because the injury hasn't seemed to bother him all this year. So give me him at number four. Trevor's big thing is we've seen improvement week to week, but we haven't seen that whole, this is Andrew Luck. I get that. This is Peyton Manning. Yeah, I I, I get that. And Peyton Manning had a bad rookie year, but Can can we as a society... Stop doing the. Well, Peyton Manning had a he threw twenty something interceptions his rookie year. That's not. Can the, we stop with that though? I just I I'm not saying that's the argument you're using. I just hate when people mention that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but he was Peyton fucking Manning kid show. Like, it's he was that guy. It. I'm not seeing the Andrew. The potential is still there. There there is Andrew Luck somewhere inside this long haired, beautiful long haired boy in Trevor Lawrence, but I'm not seeing it. He hasn't shown it at all. And Urban Meyer sure as shit doesn't help. I think that's the huge thing. I think Urban Meyer's a terrible head coach. Um, And maybe when Travis Etienne is back next year, that helps him as well because those two have the college connection and they draft a wide receiver in the draft this year. Whatever else helps Trevor Lawrence on the offensive side with a new head coach helps him. But until I see it, I can't rank him over these proven talents in the NFL yet. And that's why I only have Joe Burrow at four. And so... My number three, I have Kyler Murray. Yep, Kyler's my two. So, yeah, we can, because we're, we're all up to the same guys now, so we can just go to your two also if you want, and we can discuss Kyler. Well, Lamar's my number two. Oh, Lamar's your two. Okay, so perfect. We can just do Kyler. Yeah. So, it's, Kyler would be higher than Lamar, because I think Kyler is a more talented quarterback than Lamar Jackson is. Kyler's throwing ability is definitely yes. far greater. Um, It's the injuries. Yeah, he's always nicked up. It's not anything serious. It's always a nick. It's always an ankle that we hear isn't very serious, and he's a game-time decision for three weeks in a row and doesn't play in any of the three weeks. Correct. I think I think that's going to improve for him. He's still developing as a passer. If that can improve, he'd be number one on my yeah, list. he'd easily be number one. He's so good. He, he I mean, you, has... I, you know how I feel about Kyler Murray. Yeah, he's my favorite. I, I'm sitting across the leader of the Kyler Murray fan club. And I was that draft night leading up to that draft. I was banging the table. He's got to go one. Like he just has to go one, and he's proven it. He has been the best player in that draft, I think, personally. But it's these these lingering ankle issues, shoulder issues. He had a rib issue last year, I believe. Uh, it was a was it a shoulder last year? It was as well? a shoulder last year too. So he had yeah. two two years of shoulder injuries yeah. and a lingering ankle issue this year. The Cardinals are still winning, but. Without their main guy, what does that matter? Like, I want to see yeah. Hale Murray out there with DeAndre Hopkins. Not even DeAndre Hopkins because they still have Christian Kirk and Jamar – or not Jamar Chase. James Conner to run the ball and catch the ball. They have 
Rondell Moore. They have all of these guys. A.J. Green, who shouldn't even be playing football anymore, but still is. Whatever. They have all of these guys for him to throw to, athletic wide receivers, but I'm not seeing him. And that's the big, big problem. He's such a good receiver, but if he's always nicked up with, oh, his ankle hurts, he might play this week, and then doesn't 30 minutes before games, what is that good for me when I have to pay him in two years? Yeah, I think his upside is still incredible. Oh, of course. I think he's still got a couple – he's just – well, he has two years left on his rookie deal. Um, That matters to me. I think he's right now good enough to go win a Super Bowl. Like, if, if they get in the playoffs, they're the one seed, and it runs through Arizona, I might have to reconsider and make it that the Cardinals are my favorites. And Kyler Murray, like, I know Patrick Mahomes is probably the most dynamic player in the NFL – but if you're telling me I have to cover Kyler Murray or Patrick Mahomes, I think Murray is the guy that's harder for defenses to prepare for. I, I agree. He's, he's as elusive as Lamar Jackson is. Oh, I agree. Um, and it's only because, like, you could have Kyler Murray trapped on the sideline. But, oh, wait, Kyler Murray isn't trapped on the sideline anymore. He's running to the other side of the field to throw a ball way down the field. He is insane. Um, Number one, I have Goldilocks yeah, himself. It's, it's, it's Justin Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, I mean, he's going to play – 17 years he's going to be awesome he's going to win an mvp at some point like he's just he's going to be fantastic i'm not worried about him with talent around him i don't worry about injuries with him i I really don't have any concerns there like he's matthew stafford 2.0 without the demons yeah i think he's matthew stafford 2.0 without demons and he got a better start than matthew stafford does yeah i mean the the only thing that concerns me is Every fucking week, kid show, he's going to play a road game. Yeah. He's playing a road game every single week. Because the Chargers fans have turned into, oh, we're not going to go support No, no, our it's team. not even that the, the Chargers fans aren't going to go support their team. It's, well, it's LA it's, as well. The yeah. problem is to be good and to be popular in LA, you have to be good and you have to be exciting and you have to be the only show in town. And the Rams were already an L.A. team. The Raiders have more fans in L.A. than the Chargers do. The Chargers are not an L.A. team. They're a San Diego team. And they had this problem in San Diego because who in God's name in San Diego is going to go watch football on a Sunday when they can just, you know, stay home in in the beautiful weather? Like, it's just not a football town for them. Can we get the Chargers a new place to live already? I think we need to get them a new home. I mean, they just built this amazing The city of L.A. built that. Yeah. And the Rams are there, like whatever. Like, they need a new place to live. They just do. And I think that's going to be the one problem for him in his career. Like I think Justin Herbert is capable of winning multiple championships. That's a good. You might have given us a good podcast topic next week. So did we do a relocation of an NBA team on a podcast? I think we did. We talked about it during the. We talked about it during the break or something. Did we do NFL? No, I don't think we've done that. But we talked about it with the NBA because Mark Cuban talked about how they're going to need money in a couple of years and Seattle needs a team and. Who would they move to change conferences because they'd have to realign the conferences basically because the teams they're going to get are Seattle and Las Vegas. Like Seattle and Las Vegas are just going to have an NBA team in the next five years, so they're going to have to move teams to the east. So I think we talked about who we'd relocate to where. So good, we have discussed that. It's a good relocation topic, though, for the NFL. We can, where, we would, can, where would a relocated team move? Because there's only there's only a handful of cities. Like St. Louis is definitely there's a only, city. There, there are 32 NFL There's teams. four teams that share a... Uh, a stadium uh, with another the Jets team? and the Giants. Jets, Giants, Rams, Rams, Chargers, Chargers. I believe that's it. Yeah, that's it. So I, I mean, 
the Jets and the Giants are not moving. They've played they in the metal. They fucking should. They've played in the metal no, lands their entire yeah, they're not changing. But, but like the cities that could support another NFL team like St. Louis. I think St. Louis should have an NFL team. They they had the Rams for all those years. They were really popular there. Like they should just have an NFL team. It it makes sense. Yeah, uh, so we'll look forward to that coming up pretty soon. Um, right. That's a good spot to end. Do we want to, you know, bring us in? The best, the number one sports segment in all of sports podcasts. The thing we still don't have an intro for. The Flaming Five wins of the week. Updated score. Andrew, 37. Garrett, 31. I'm pretty sure I want to wave the white flag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying no mas. I, I don't know what is going on. We can do it. You want to? You giving up week 12? No, I'm not giving up. Okay, update from last week. Uh, I had the Patriots over the Falcons. Ding. 49ers over the Jags. Ding. Chiefs over the Cowboys. Ding. Bengals over the Raiders. Ding. And Saints over the Eagles. Uh-uh. We just need sound effects. Yeah, that. Uh-uh. I liked that. That was good. And then Garrett. Patriots over the Falcons. Ding. Chargers over the Steelers. Ding. Cowboys over the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh-uh. I just I don't have the energy to do it. Bills over the Colts and Packers over the Vikings. Uh-uh. So, can we start making these picks on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would get all of them right. We got a we got a, a a good set of games this week. So we we did an updated rule for this week with it being Thanksgiving. All three of us have to take a team from the three Thanksgiving teams, three Thanksgiving games. Um, I'm updating mine on the fly right here. I have Bears over Lions, twenty four twenty one. I am taking the Raiders over the Cowboys. All right, let's go. Thirty-five to twenty-one. I'm taking the Bills over the Saints, twenty-four to eighteen, and then my two Sunday games are Chargers twenty-four to seventeen over the Broncos, and Vikings twenty-four to sixteen over the 49ers. I do not have the scores in front of me, so I will list out the team that I am taking, and then you give the score for me if you would. I am taking the Lions to get that first win on Thanksgiving. Over the Bears, what score did I get? 17 to 14. I am taking the Cowboys over the Raiders t- to get back on track. Sorry, uh, editing. 19 to 17. <laughs> 17. I am taking the Saints on Thursday night, Sunday night football over the Bills. It's a must win for the Saints. I gave them 31 points, didn't I? I said 31 24. Correct. I'm going to take Cam Newton, Super Cam. Over the Dolphins. 28 to 17. And what was my last game? I can't remember the last game. Ravens 35 17 over the Browns. So if you're listening and you're in a sports betting state or. Basically pick against me. Whatever I just said, do the opposite. I'm going to get all of those wrong. I'll get one wrong. So don't bet on the Lions. That's basically what what you're going to want to do. It's probably going to be the one you want to bet on, though. Um, So do we want to get into the, the. a new new segment for us? We haven't done this in months. It's been a while since we've done a ranking. A ranking? We just did a ranking, but we're going to do another well, one. Well, a random ranking, though. That's that's the, that's the thing. Uh, we're doing Thanksgiving foods. As Holidays our, coming up. As our, our next ranking. And we probably won't see another one until Christmas, we're, I would say. Yeah. I mean, we're all excited to basically jam a bunch of junk food in our faces. And By the way, we both started eating healthier like a couple of weeks ago. And it's about to be ruined on Thursday. Like, Honestly, I'm gonna try to continue to be good on Thursday. Double session of the gym on Thursday. I, try to try to get it I all out. I fully plan on eating at like one o'clock and then not eating again until probably like one o'clock the next day. <laughs> to be honest. So 
I'll start us off with number 10. I don't have this at Thanksgiving. I, it's completely slipped my mind what else I uh, have. But I, I, so I actually won't put this. It was mac and cheese, but I do have this thing that I absolutely do not like at my Thanksgiving, and it wasn't even on my list. Pumpkin pie, I'll put it at 10. I'm not a fan of pumpkin pie. So but that you is. feel like it has to be on there? It has to because it's at my Thanksgiving and mac and cheese okay. isn't. So right. I would rather have mac and cheese over pumpkin pie, though. So my number 10 is a family specialty. It's called creamed spinach casserole. It sounds gross, but it's basically like spinach artichoke dip with scalped sweet and regular potatoes with some cheese on it. Sounds really good. It's really good. Like, really good. That's my number 10. And I think that is the last vegetable that is on my list. So, so. what you're saying is you're going to save me a plate of that from when we go Black Friday shopping? That may not be available. That is a mom specialty, and mom is not available for this Thanksgiving. So okay, that might not be available to you. At number nine, I have chocolate pie. I left chocolate pie off my list. I have two pies on my list. Chocolate pie did not make it. There are three pies on my list. All right. I so, like that. I don't usually eat this. I'm way more of an apple guy, apple pie guy, and you'll see that when we get up to top three. Spoiler. Um, but chocolate pie, it's actually at my Thanksgiving, and I couldn't think of anything else that was there. And if I'm missing something, I have this weird feeling in my head that I have ham at my Thanksgiving for some reason. So we, if, We've had this conversation, and I definitely know you don't have ham at your Thanksgiving. I don't it's know. It's not a thing. So chocolate pie. All right. It's got to be corn. Corn's got to be nine for me. You got to have corn, sweet corn, whether it's you've gotten some cobs and you, you know, you peeled it off the cob basically with a knife, like however you want to do it out of a can. I don't give a shit. Corn's got to be on the Thanksgiving table. That matters. Okay. Um, at number eight, I have green bean casserole. I think green bean casserole is one of the most disgusting things I've ever eaten. I don't like it, I but I, it. I try it every single year. I do the same thing, but I like, I don't eat chocolate pie or pumpkin pie any either year. But I actually try green bean casserole, so it has to be over the other two. So, what is your number eight? My number eight, probably a lot of people don't have this at their Thanksgiving. But if you're from Utica, this should be at every single party, family event, regardless. Tomato pie. That's at your Thanksgiving? Get, absolutely. Oh, I wish that was at my Thanksgiving. Are you kidding me? I'm placing the order for, at Roma's like tomorrow. I I'm going to have a sheet. Oh, absolutely. I wish that was at my Thanksgiving. If you don't have tomato pie at your family events, you're doing family So if you're well. not from Utica, which I don't know how many people listen to our podcast that aren't from Utica or don't know us personally. I wish I did. I know like that website shows us, but I don't know how accurate it is. For those of you who don't know, tomato pie is just unbaked pizza, kind of, to simplify it. It's, it's But it's a thicker crust, a cold sauce, and then sprinkled Parmesan cheese on top. But it's with like to, just, it's to just, describe it does not do the justice. Yeah, you'd think it's gross hearing it. If listen, take it from me, I'm a pizza guy. I love pizza. Pizza is my all time favorite food. I would eat tomato pie over any pizza ever. Yeah, probably. I would take a I would take a Roma's tomato pie over any pizza you could possibly make me. And I have had some of the best pizza in the world. Yeah. Uh, at number seven, I'm gonna get crucified for this. Are you? I have mashed potatoes. I'm not going to crucify you. I'm going to tell you that you're wrong and it's too low. But I understand. Some people are not mashed potato people. So, God, I hope my grandma doesn't listen to this. Typically, my Thanksgiving mashed potatoes are chunkier mashed potatoes with like bits and pieces of potato. Oh, good stuff. 
I'm not a fan of that. I still okay. eat it. Like, I get seconds of mashed potatoes. Of course. But, like, I love a creamier mashed potato with gravy over anything else. So, but they're still good. So, Grandma, if you're listening, I still love you. I love your mashed potatoes. But, like, creamier next time. <laughs> creamier in, in, on Thursday. Yeah, Grandma, that's a slap in the face <laughs> right there. Your grandson is shitting all over your potatoes. Kid show. At number seven, I have peanut butter pie. So I don't have that. So peanut butter pie has been something that has been at my Thanksgiving for years. I don't necessarily love it. It is like the richest thing I've ever eaten in my life. I'm good for a sliver, and then it's like, okay, that's enough. I, I feel like my my glucose level is gone. It's just out the door. But peanut butter pie, got to have it. It's got to be there. Even if I'm eating a forkful, I'm having some. Um, at number six, turkey. Oh, my God. You're butchering the classics here, man. What <laughs> like, is wrong? What, so what? Your grandma doesn't cook turkey good either? Is no, no. I'm not a fan of turkey. I, I've, okay, had, I've right. literally had turkey at like restaurants, expensive restaurants, and I just, I'm not a fan. Like, okay. It's just not, it's not a meat that I, like. It's just not. I'm not. I'm not for it. Thanks to the Thanksgiving people out there. I'm gonna save everybody. Don't worry. Andrew's list is fucked. Kid show. Number six. I got yams and mashed potatoes, or not mashed potatoes. Yams and marshmallows. <laughs> You're pissing me off, and I'm all over the place. Candied now. yams. Candied don't yams. don't have them at my Thanksgiving. I, so. Those are some of my. That's some of my favorite things of all time. Love them. I don't know why, but I just do. It's it's great. What's your number six? Or what's your that number five? My, my five is pumpkin pie. Ugh. I have rolls. Okay, rolls is my four. Kay. Rolls, honestly, if I wanted to, I'd fight for rolls at one because I think rolls are actually the most important thing. Well, I already know we're going to do some fighting at number one. Oh, we are going to fight. So, at one. Oh, we're fighting at one. <laughs> that's that's not a question. I might We might have to throw down. Yeah. Um, what you got next? Uh, turkey's my three. Oh, four, I have gravy. Oh, we're going to fight. Like, Keep going. Just move along. Move along. At three, I have apple pie. All right, I'm fine with that. I, I don't have a problem with apple pie at three. That's, you know, that's a classic. Everybody loves apple pie. I don't have apple pie on my list. I'm not the biggest apple pie guy. Probably because everybody that I know that makes it, other than my one grandmother, it just doesn't make it right. Or it's store-bought, and store-bought apple pie is gross. Yeah. So your three is what? My three is turkey. Okay. Turkey's got to be three. It's, it's yeah, got to be in wrong. your top three. That's just It's wrong. the most important food at the Thanksgiving dinner table. <laughs> Other than rolls, like if you're at a Thanksgiving dinner, there's a turkey. Unless you're like one of those hardcore Italians and you guys just have a lasagna, which I've been a part of those families before. I understand that. Okay, like I'm good with a lasagna, honestly. So at two, I have a corn casserole. What the? Now fuck? hear me out. Oh, fuck. Hear me fuck out. Off. Hear what, me out. What kid show? Hear me what? out. Corn. This corn casserole, Grandma. I'm gonna praise you now. Mashed potatoes. Could be a little bit better. Don't change a goddamn thing with your corn casserole. It so is, explain to me what this is. So it's like a creamed corn, but there's something. And I only have it. So creamed I only have it one time a year. She only makes it for Thanksgiving. I don't think it, like she adds something to it. And it's so freaking good. And it could just be creamed corn. And she lies to everybody that it's corn, corn casserole. But it is well, so. I've got a can of cream corn like down in the basement. It's it's like right over there. 
You want to go eat some cream corn after this? So you can tell me good. if it's the same fucking thing. It is thing, so good. Show. Number two, look, Thanksgiving, not a fan. Like, I love, I love the... I love my number one. I would just eat a whole plate of my number one. I would also do that with my number one. So, what is your number two? My number two is mashed potatoes. You got to have them. It's too high. No, it's not. You got to have them. They're starchy goodness. They're good for you. Not really. But lathered in butter. And then, do you, have you said your number two? You said your number Corn two. Corn casserole. And mashed potatoes lathered in butter. And then also lathered with the number one most important thing on the Thanksgiving dinner table, gravy. Gravy is the... I could drink turkey gravy. <laughs> I could drink so it. gross. I could drink it. The number one thing, it's just the Thanksgiving staple. Stuffing. No, no. Stuffing no. Bread is crumbs. the best. Soggy bread crumbs like, and celery, everybody. Give me handfuls. Okay. So... Give me homemade stuffing. Of it. Homemade stuffing or stovetop stuffing? Homemade. Homemade. That's interesting because most people are like, just give me the goddamn stovetop stuffing and call it a day. I've had both. Both are, okay. both are good. Well, I will say this. I do not like stuffing really. I, I'll eat the stovetop, but to me, stuffing is probably the most boring food of all time. I, if I wanted to eat breadcrumbs, I'd just go so, eat some breadcrumbs. So the best thing ever is like you have your stuffing on your plate. And if you're one of those people that just don't like their food touching, Matt, then Thanksgiving is yeah, not for Thanksgiving's you. Thanksgiving's not for you. Because I'm telling you right now, when I'm eating my Thanksgiving, like my gravy, mashed potatoes, turkey, and corn is all going into one thing. And then I'm taking the roll and, and dipping, dipping the roll. And then dipping it in it. Yes. In it. Yes. That's the, so that is the way to eat That's That's good. But it's also good when you have like your stuffing and then your corn casserole next to it. But then on the other side of the stuffing is your mashed potatoes and gravy. And then it all kind of just seeps together. Yeah, absolutely. And then you take the buttered up roll and just... And yeah. then, oh, it's the best. Stuffing, number one. Don't argue with me. Give I'm sorry. Me bowls I'll take gravy, full of stuffing. Gravy all day. I wait all year for some turkey gravy. I really do. You go make some turkey gravy. Uh, it's not the same. Not on th- it's not the same <laughs> unless it's on Thanksgiving. All right. I uh, I think that's it. Yeah, we got 10 through 1. Garrett was way wrong. Uh, let us know if you want to see these more again. We can keep doing these weekly. I got some ideas Listen. planned. If the NFL continues to be a shithole, we're going to have to do more of these because I don't know if I can stomach talking about bad football anymore. Yeah, I uh, I just don't know. Like I said, NHL, here we come. I'll just study up on the NHL and all-time grades, and we'll do something with that next week if the NFL sucks this week. Guys, as always, follow us on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's Highly Undisputed without the E. Both of our personal Twitter accounts are in the bio. Still haven't been able to log into mine because Twitter fucked me somehow. Kids Good show. show. And I can't get my password back, so I might have to make a new username. Uh, send us emails at highlyspeeded247 at gmail.com. That is highlyspeeded with an E that time, 247, the numbers after that. Send us any questions, comments, concerns that you may have for the podcast. Ask us how our day's going. We've had some pretty messed up months coming up here. December's coming, family time. Here we come. Guys, we're loving doing this. Anything? Also, I was reached out uh, by some people about potentially doing their own podcast. If you are looking for personal help, we are willing to help you guys. If that's something you are interested in, we'll walk you through all the steps. We are not seasoned pros, but we do kind of know what the hell we're doing here. I mean, hell, we have the number one sports segment in all the podcasts. So I know. Who, who, who else can say that? Yeah, we're who, bigger than Oprah. Exactly. Who wouldn't want to learn from us? But as always, guys, we will see you next week.